0: Well, I want to just take a moment before I start uh, this morning's service and just say, didn't we have a great time last week? Yes. Didn't you have a good time last week? Come on. Man. Uh, honored pastor and Carolyn, glorified God in the process. Uh, I had the privilege of uh, Monday morning uh, sitting down with pastor. He, he couldn't stay out of the office for even 24 hours, so he had to come in and see us. And... Um, He just said that him and Carolyn were totally delighted in how the services went, and um, I had to agree. I think that it went really well, and um, so thank you all for all your contributions to uh, uh, the ministry and and to that day, because it was uh, rather uh, well done. So we want to say that and say thank you on behalf of Pastor Ann and Carolyn, because they were pretty ecstatic about things. Um, This morning, we're starting a series— And um, it's called New Territory, Same God. Um, Two weeks ago, our senior pastor, our founding senior pastor, now he's our founding emeritus pastor, uh, preached his last sermon. And um, I had a brother come to me this week and uh, said to me, um, not to make you any more nervous than you might already be, now, you ever notice when people say that to you, they're going about to make you nervous? Because that's what's, what they do. But this guy says, come to me and said, uh, you know, not to add any pressure or make you any more nervous, but I uh, just want you to be aware that, um, like I wasn't aware of this, but he t- said this, he said um, that this Sunday you'll, you'll be the first guy that's ever stood in the pulpit of Valley Bible Church in 48 years when Pastor Phil was not the senior pastor, or is not the senior pastor. And I said, well, thank you very much for that. That that is uh, great news. Um, So I'm I'm thankful that um, after 48 years we could honor our pastor and uh, let him retire, let him transition to another role. He will still be around here, folks. You won't see him for a minute, but he will be back. And so, uh, just so you know that going forward. Um, Leads me to my message. Be strong and courageous. Joshua, be strong and courageous. Guess what? You're about to find out here that the leader that Joshua had worked with for so many years, most all his life, wasn't coming back because God had another plan for Moses. Let me read. Moses, as you know, I would say Moses, aside from Jesus Christ himself, is the greatest leader that we've ever seen. Just biblically, you look at it, in the Old Testament for sure, uh, Moses was the man, you might say. And, um, but because of some instances in his life, he wasn't allowed to actually take the children of Israel into the promised land. But he was the one who went and saw Pharaoh uh, with God's help, Uh, Went to see Pharaoh and say I am going to take the children of Israel And we're going to leave Egypt They're slaves to you right now They're making all these bricks for you But we're going to leave God has told me He's going to deliver the people out of Egypt And so I'm the leader And I'm going to do that Now we know through several plagues And things like that 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 did take place And um, Moses took them into the desert And they marched around for 40 years Went through the Red Sea uh, Walked on dry land Their, Their sandals never wore out They had a Uh, a cloud by day that they followed, a pillar of light by night, Um, just incredible things that were done under Moses' leadership. Of course, all the time being led by God. And so, um, he'd actually brought the children of Israel to the entrance of the promised land. They had gotten there, and then the fateful voting of the twelve spies took place. And, um, You remember that story, Phil shared it a couple weeks ago if you weren't here. Um, There were 12 spies that went into the land of Canaan to kind of just do a little reconnaissance mission. And um, when they came back, 10 of them voted against going into the land because why? Because they were like grasshoppers compared to these giants in the land. The problem was that those 10 had forgotten who was on their side. God with you defeats any giant. Okay, so when you're in the will of God, all the giants in your life are defeated when God is on your side. All right, now the morning audience, the first service audience, they were a little quiet, and I gave them a little credit because it was early in the morning. Y'all should be awake by now. And just because Phil's not here don't mean you don't amen. All right, so... If I have to remind you of that, it kind of takes away something. But I will remind you. Thank you, Willie. I know you're in the service. I know I'll hear from you this morning. (laughs) So Moses had taken them there. You all remember why he wasn't allowed to go in the land? They 10 voted against going. And God said, Moses, you're not going to go into that land anyway uh, because you were supposed to talk to the rock and have water come out of it. Instead, you took your staff and decided to strike it. And um, you did that in front of all the people. And that was shameful and it was disobedient and it was just an act of rebellion by Moses anger Uh, Amazing how I have always felt like that was unfair Because God got angry with the people several times and Moses does it one time and now you don't get to go to the promised land But God had a different plan. God's a sovereign God. He had another plan He had always intended for Joshua to be the one that actually led the people into that land Um, But because of that fateful vote, um They got to walk around in the desert for another 40 years. And everybody, I believe it was 20 and older, never got to go into the promised land. They actually all died in the process. Sometimes a lack of faith creates death. Let me say that again. A lack of faith creates death, not sometimes. you, you You sell God short when you don't have faith. And the worst thing you can do in this life, in my mind, is to sell God short. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. So you don't have to agree that it's the worst thing, but I think it is. Um, He's a faithful God even when I'm faithless. That's what he said in Timothy. And so that's probably true of you too, not just me. Um, so that's kind of what led us. So then we, we got another 40 years in the desert. And then uh, this is what took place. Let's read... Um, I'm going to take you back. I know Joshua 1 is my passage for today. But I thought it might be good for us to just take a look at Deuteronomy. The latter portion of that. It kind of sets the stage a little bit for us. It's kind of a narrative. Um, And so we we walk through that. And um, let's just read it. Joshua 34, 9 through 12. Now Joshua... Son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Now I know you're all Bible scholars, been coming to Valley long enough that you know all kinds of things about the Bible. How many people... Do you know other than Moses that he said, I meet with him face to face? None, thank you. Who did all those signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his officials and to his whole land. For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. Chapter one of Joshua. It's just a continuous narrative. Deuteronomy leaves off, and Joshua picks up. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. And I had this thought, these poor Hittites. My Lord. Boy, if they would have heard this, they'd have been like, we're doomed. And they were. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now look what happens after he tells him that. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Just because God hadn't given it to him yet doesn't mean he hadn't fulfilled his promise. He just hadn't done it yet. He's still a God that keeps his promises. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people go through the camp and tell the people, Get your. Look at this. What does he do? Immediately he says, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives. Your children and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. This is, they're called the Transjordans. But all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you. And until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them, will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So one of the questions I had as I am reading this, as I was studying this, why Joshua? Why, why was Joshua the next guy? What was it about him that made him the next guy? The first time we ever hear about Joshua in the Bible, the very first time, is in, any of you know? Now, if you were here first service, don't say. Exodus, the Exodus, in chapter 17, let me read to you what it says there. And then we'll see if you can pick up one of the reasons that God said Joshua's the man I need, the man that I want. Listen, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. So, under attack by the Amalekites. Moses said to Joshua, this is the first time he's mentioned now, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with a staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered, and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under the heavens." Moses built an altar and called it The Lord is my banner What do we see in the passage Do you guys pick up anything in it When I read that I looked at it I said wait a minute I see one thing that happens I see a lot of things that happen But the one thing that made the difference In why Joshua was chosen I think Is found right there In that he said So Joshua fought the Amalekites Now remember they'd already been attacked by him And it doesn't sound like they were doing real well Okay then all of a sudden he says, so Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. What would that be? We call that obedience. We call that being obedient. If you are going to lead the children of God, the one thing you have to do is be obedient to what God says. Huh? If I'm disobedient to the word of God, anathema on me and all my leadership abilities. I don't deserve to lead anything if I'm disobedient to the word of God. Joshua was obedient, that was what he was known for. He was also, remember, now he was with Moses for a long time. And he had come alongside, so he knew Moses and knew his leadership style well. But the number one thing that Joshua was was he was obedient. God cannot use you if, you'll be, if you're not going to be obedient. You might sit here and think, well, man, I've got all kinds of leadership abilities. Put my glasses on so I can see you all. You might think, I've got all kinds of leadership abilities. And, and you might. But if you're not obedient to the Word of God, you're absolutely worthless. Amen. you got to get this right. And so Joshua, it comes to find out that uh, he, that became pretty much what he was about, was being obedient to the Word of God. When God spoke to him, he, you notice that he does things pretty immediate. He doesn't sit around and go, well, I'm, let me think about that first. Lord, how will that work out for me? What's my part in that? No, he pretty much goes to work. So even in Joshua 11, a little bit later on, in Joshua 11, verse five, 15, listen to what he says. This is another thing on, on, on his uh, leadership thing. As the Lord commanded his servant Moses, so Moses commanded Joshua... So this must have meant that Joshua knew that Moses talked directly to God face to face. You know how we know that? Because he actually went with Moses on some of the journeys up the mountain. He was his aide. He went with him when he traveled up the mountain to talk to God. He may not have got all the way to the spot where Moses got, but he knew he was talking to God. So he says, so Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua thought about it. No, I think it's on the board behind, it was behind me Okay It it says that Joshua did it Not sat around and contemplated how to put a team together to do it He just did it He left nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded Moses to do So all the things that Moses was unable to accomplish Joshua comes along and accomplishes them Why? Because he was obedient to what God said to do and he was obedient to God's servant. You notice that he did everything that Moses told him to do. Oh, a little bit of line of order there, huh? A little bit of a, uh, uh, just get your pecking order in there. God's telling Moses, Moses is telling Joshua, and Joshua just does it. Huh, interesting stuff. You think Joshua might have had some fears taken over from Moses? You think he might have had some fears? Yeah, he might have. No, he did. He did. Um, This morning, when I woke up, um, and even last night as I was finalizing notes and trying to figure out how I can save four hours worth of stuff in in, in an hour and a half, I had two services in an hour and a half. I thought about it. I thought, you know what? if God doesn't go with me, if he doesn't go with me tomorrow morning, if I don't wake up in the morning with God in my side and with the Holy Spirit in my life to bring me here, um, I'm just a clinging symbol. I'm just a clinging symbol. But if God goes with me, if the Holy Spirit goes before me, I I can be strong and courageous. Right? Now, if I knew he wasn't going to show up today, I'd have stayed home and watched football. I'd have slept in. Wouldn't have got up at 6 o'clock this morning and start praying. I would have been like, I might have been praying. I might have been praying the Niners will go 7-0 and 0 instead of 5-0 and 0 or whatever they are. But you've got to know that God is with you. That's the, that's the hook to this whole thing. Be strong and courageous. Well, that's easy to say. How do I do that? Number one, Joshua said, number one thing we see in his life is you've got to first be obedient. You got to be obedient to the charges that God said for you to have. And you got to be true to the word. So listen to this though. I'm going to take you back to Deuteronomy. Now, this, you know, I don't want to do any Bible gymnastics with you. That's just one book past where we were at in Joshua. So go back to 31 for me. And I'm going to show you three passages. Just real quick. That talks about this is, uh, in, in Joshua 1, God is telling Joshua to be strong and courageous but preceding that in Deuteronomy is Moses is telling Joshua to be strong and courageous so that's what we're going to show you real quick in verse 6 of chapter 31 he says this is Moses talking to all of the people but and Joshua is part of all of the people so this he's saying to all of Israel be strong and courageous Well, let me go back a little bit. Let me go back to four. The Lord will go to them just as He did in Sion and Og and the kings of Amor and the the kings of the Amorites and to their land when He destroyed them. The Lord will deliver them up before you, and you shall do to them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Now then, they got a little history with God delivering them, don't they? And he just reminded them of some of that history in the passage. Now he's coming down here and says, I'm going to deliver this enemy to you just like I did the others. Be strong and courageous. What in the world? It makes it much easier for me to be strong and courageous when someone else is fighting my battle. Right? If I got a boxing match and I can put... uh, Muhammad Ali in there instead of me. I'm in good shape, baby. Well, not now because he ain't here anymore, but back in the day. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Come on, amen that. Yeah, that's true today. That's true right now. He will not forsake you. He will not fail you. He has promised to be with you until the end of the ages, until the end of the earth. Amen? Oh, you all, all, man, you got to get a double cup of coffee or something. And then look at 7. Then Moses called to Joshua in front of all the Israelites in the presence of Israel, he brings Joshua up. It'd be like I said, it'd be like if I called David up here right now. David, come up here. I'm going to tell the whole church. I'm going to tell you something, but the whole church is going to witness it. Okay? That's what he's doing. And he says to Joshua, be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. Joshua, come up here. You especially, I'm going to give a charge in front of all Israel. Be strong and courageous. You got to lead them. Be strong and courageous. And then drop down to 23. Here the Lord comes again. Now the Lord's going to talk to Joshua. The Lord gave this command to Joshua, the son of Nun Be strong and courageous. For you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them on an oath. And I myself might be with you. No. I will be with you. My goodness. (laughs) Man. What a strength that is. That God is with us. Church. God is with us today He's with you He's with me He's with Phil wherever he's at today Right? So how did Joshua Now we can say be strong and courageous All we want to right? That doesn't tell you how to be strong and courageous Necessarily So let's see how Joshua did that Or or how that was kind of Laid out for him Look at verses 3 and 4 here I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Who's saying that? God is saying that. I will give you every place where you set your foot. I told the early service, if I get that promise from God, I'm going to give you every piece of land that your feet are on. I'm going to do some dancing in some lands. I'm going to go run some marathons. I get everything that my feet lay on. Isn't that what it says? And this is not Moses talking to him. Moses is dead, remember? This is the God of the universe talking to Joshua. Now, if that doesn't give you some courage to be strong and courageous, what would? God himself is talking to Joshua, saying, Everywhere you put your feet, I'm going to give you that land. So, what do you do? Sit down? Oh, no, you get to marching, you get to stepping. My uncle used to say that to me. Get to stepping, baby. we got to get to stepping. Well, man, what else does he say there? I lost my place. Yeah, so, it's, so he's back here. Verse 3 and 4. Sorry, I'm in the wrong spot of my Bible. Got caught there from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. You know how old this promise was? Probably at least a thousand years old. Maybe more. He'd been promised. He promised Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, this land, he kept promising it. Moses, go get my children out of Egypt. I'm going to take you to the promised land. Joshua, you're going to actually get to walk them in there. Wow! The promise is going to be fulfilled partially. Israel's never fully encompassed all the land that their foot stepped on. But it's coming, people. Amen? It's coming. He's promised that land to them. They're going to get the land. So what Joshua did was he stood on the promises of God. He stood up on them. He walked around. God's promised me everything under my feet. I'm going to get busy. We're going to go for the land. We're going. That's why he was so fast to get up and get moving. What would you feel like if God talked to you and told you these promises? How would that make you feel? Well, he has. Well, he has. You just haven't heard him audibly. That book, he's got a whole lot of talking he's doing to you in that book. A lot of promises in there in the New Testament. A ton of promises in the New Testament. There's a ton of promises in the Old Testament that he's still going to fulfill. There's some prophecy in the Old Testament that has not been fulfilled yet. But it's going to happen. He's faithful, people. He can't not keep a promise. That'd make him a liar. And God can't be a liar. We all know that. The promises are coming. All right. So why do you think God keeps telling him to be strong and courageous? He's already proven he's a great warrior. Won all these battles with the Lord's help. He's won all the battles. He's been obedient. He's doing all the things he's supposed to do. Why does he need to be courageous? Why does he need to be told that over and over and over? And in the reminders of it, because I, I have from Deuteronomy to this passage, we hear, I think it's seven times that Joshua is told, be strong and courageous. Seven times in what, 25 verses. Why? Why does he need to be told that so many times? You notice that in almost all of these instances, He's not telling them to be strong and courageous as he's going into battle with a sword so much. He does in one of the passages. But in most of them, it's all about his spiritual warfare that's going to take place. And remember, Joshua is replacing a leader, a prophet, a leader that met face-to-face with God. He's got to replace that guy. Now, you can't replace them, but you've got to become the new leader that God has you intended to be. So Joshua doesn't really become Moses. He's still himself. But it's just a matter of, you got to know that there was a little bit of fear and intrepidation into taking that role. Um, If I was replacing Pastor Phil, I'm not. But if I was, I would be thinking, that's pretty scary. Huh? That's a pretty scary thought. Hard to replace? You can't replace him. You just can't. But to be the next guy? whoo! That, that, would, that, has, that has to be a little fear involved. What gets you over your fears? Watch, courage, you. courage. Strength. You know what gets me over my fears even being here this morning? I'll I, I tell you right now. I could not imagine 20 years ago me being here doing what I'm doing today. I can't even imagine that five years ago. You know what gave me courage to do this? God is with me and God pestered me enough to make me want to come and do this I have the utmost respect for this pulpit and everybody that stands in it because I know what it means and so whenever that little burden in my heart the Lord just kept telling me I want you to do this and at 55 years old I decided I'd try it and Phil said oh I don't know man that's a big undertaking at your age and um, so and I'm still working at it the Lord's going to get what he gets because we base it on the word itself, not on the man. All right, so I'll just try my best to present what, what the Lord's saying. So we all got to stand on God's promises. Uh, inside of God's promises, we get strength and courage. And the one promise there that I, I keep seeing over and over and over and over in the passage is that God is with him. God is with you. God is with you. Moses is gone. You, guess what? I was telling uh, Matthew this week, I think it was, I said, you know what, um, what's comforting to me is, is Phil now, he's on vacation, he won't see him for a little while and all that, but I, you know, we bought him that Apple Watch. Yeah, I can get a hold of him if I need to, <laughs> right? So the, the thing about it is, is that um, I, I think that that's an important thing to have because you get to lean on the wisdom of a man that's done this for 48 years to help us orchestrate and continue to work in the ministry. I think God took Moses out of the way so that it would be just God and Joshua. What do you think? I think he took him out of the way so he could say, no, 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 no. Can't lean on Moses anymore. You got to lean on me. You got to lean into me. Amen. Amen? So I think that that's, uh, although there's some advantages to having that guy to be able to get a hold of him, I think God sometimes says, nope, it's, it's you that I want to do this work. And Do you think Moses was capable of leading the people Into into the promised land? I think he was totally capable It just wasn't part of God's plan He's going to use Joshua instead And in that God gets glorified So uh, One of the things he did was he stood on the promises of God Uh, He was obedient Stood on the promises of God In verses uh, Let's go to Six there Be strong and courageous for you shall give this people Possession of the land which I swore to their fathers To give them Oh, let me go back to 5. I already read it once, but let's read it again. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. What in the world? What a promise that is, huh? No man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. This is not uh, this isn't some guy you know telling you that, hey, nobody will be able to stand in front of you because you're really strong. No, 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 no. This is the God of the universe saying, no man will be able to stand against you, Joshua. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. If that doesn't help erase some fears for you. And just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. Now, he's witnessed. God being with Moses. So he's, he's got an example. Okay, I've seen that before. That's good stuff. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Now look at 7. Only be strong and very courageous. Courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law Which Moses my servant commanded you Do not turn from it to the right or the left So that you may have success wherever you go This book of the law Shall not depart from your mouth But you shall meditate on it day and night So that you may Be careful to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. He wasn't expected to be the same man as Moses. But he was expected to follow all the same rules. He was expected to follow after the same God. Amen? If Joshua was going to lead God's people to the promised land, the only way he was going to be able to do that was by following after God. God had a road map already planned out, and Joshua had to follow that road map. So what were they? Follow my guidelines. Be obedient to my word. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Stay on the path, trust my promises, and I will lead the people right into the promised land. And you can be strong and courageous. You can depend on that happening. People of God, if you're not reading the road map, how do you know you're following him? It's good that you come on Sunday. Please keep coming. But what are you doing during the week? Are you just following him Sunday to Sunday and no telling what you're doing the other six days? You're not sure if you're following him the other six? Get in the Word. Get in the Word. Read the Bible. It will tell. It's the roadmap for life. That's what he's telling Joshua. Follow the rules. Get in there. Get the law. Keep it. And look what he says. He doesn't say, get the book. In your heart Get it in your brain Get it in your mind What's he say? Get it in your mouth Put it in your mouth Oh I know all about the Bible I just don't tell anybody about it Really? How do you do that? I can't read it when I don't tell you about it There's too much exciting stuff in it For me not to tell you It's got a whole lot better things to say than I got to say Thanks Matt So he says, you got to follow after my promises and then you can be strong and courageous. So God is laying out for, he doesn't just tell Joshua, be strong and courageous. He's now showing him how to be strong and courageous. You want to be strong and courageous for the Lord? Get in the book. And don't just get in and read it. Live it out. Yeah, I said live it out. Quit telling me about the blessings of the Lord and you're living like hell all week. Live something. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for what was Joshua's number one thing? The first time we ever heard him, what was his number one? He obeyed. God is looking for children that will obey him. You want to get along in Larry Howard's family? My son's right over there. You ask him how he got along in my family when he was obeying. I would do backflips for that boy when he obeyed. Now, if an earthly father will do that, how much more will the heavenly father do it when you obey his word? You want to know about the blessings of God? Start obeying. (laughs) Look Look what David says about this. Remember now, David, God said that David was a man after his own heart. Oh, I'd love to hear God say that about me. Wouldn't you... Show me your ways, O oh Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are, my, you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. You got to get in the Word. You got to know what the road map says, where to go. Just be strong and courageous, but you know where, you don't know where you're going. Oh, no, no, no. You got to get strong and courageous because you know who's on your side and you know what he's telling you to do. Listen, I wrote this thought down. I have to just read what I said. God's commandments are not burdensome. His ways, his his standards, they're not meant to be burdensome. They're not meant to hinder his people. They are giving to protect and guide the people. The Word of God, where it's, it tells you lifestyles you shouldn't do and lifestyles you should, it's, it's there for a guide to get you in the right spots in life, to get you to be sanctified. And, and guess what? God knows that they're about to go into a land that's pretty wicked, um, false gods. Um, sexual immorality perversions Tyrants Murderers thieves They're going into a land like that And so the temptation What's the temptation we have Be like them <laughs> it, It's just that's what, that's what happens That's what's happening in the church today Churches are succumbing to what's going on in the world Instead of what's going on in the Bible The roadmap's here and we're paying more attention to what the politicians are telling us or what the activists are telling us and we're saying, "Oh, well, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Let them let them do it. You know, it's 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 what we've agreed to." But it's dead against the Bible. How can we even say that? So we let stuff filter into the church that doesn't belong in the church because it goes directly against the word of God. If it's direct, let me tell you. If Me, the executive pastor of Valley Bible Church, if I stop obeying the Word of God, would you please fire me immediately? Throw me out the front door and have a party if I'm disobeying God's Word. Don't succumb to a leadership that disobeys the Word of God. Let me say it again. Don't succumb to a leadership that disobeys the Word of God. Yeah, you could clap. That's fine. (laughs) So what happens? There'll be temptations, especially for the young ones. Listen, I'm 61, be 62 next month. All right? I cannot imagine the things that our children are being taught in school today. Just choose what you want to be the ultimate insult to God. He didn't know what he was doing when he formed you in, his, in your mother's womb. He didn't know that he was making you a boy. You really wanted to be a girl. Really? Are we that confused? Apparently we are. But you've got kids in public schools that are being told it's an alternative way to think and you've got to accept it. When you're going into a new land, and guess what? There's new territory every day, People. So when you're going into that land You better pay attention to what I told you in the past Listen to what he says in Deuteronomy again 6, 6 through 12 This is what he said This is where God says you must constantly be teaching Your children about his promises Because I promise you this result Listen to what he says though These commandments that I give you today Are to be on your hearts Impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up? Are you talking about Christ to your kids? Are you? What are you talking about? The latest television program? How did Steph do last night? Who cares when you stand before God how Steph did? And I love basketball as much as any of you. But I want my kids and I want my grandkids to be able to say, I remember my grandpa and my dad talking about Jesus Christ. Huh? You can stand by the way and not say anything to them and watch them go to hell. Because that's where they're headed if you don't talk to them. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. Do you have any Bible verses in your home? Yes. Do you have anything on the wall that says, as for me and my house, we're following the Lord? Yes. Yeah. Do you? Or do you have all Disney stuff on your walls? You got a doggone pennant of the baseball team that lost last week. Huh? And I'm as guilty. I got Disney stuff up everywhere. (laughs) Listen to this. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build. Houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide. Wells you did not dig. And vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. The minute they got in the land, they started looking at what the Canaanites were doing. And they started paying attention to what they were doing. They forgot about the manna. They forgot about the protection they had. They forgot about the Red Sea opening. They forgot their sandals never wore out. Why does he remind them? Why tell your children? You've got to constantly be reminding people. Why does Christ say it at Last Supper, remember me when you do this. You know why? Because you're prone to wonder. You're prone to wonder. It's not just a song, it's the truth. You'll forget about him in a moment. I lost my parents. I lost my mom 13 years ago. You know how often I think of my mom? Not often enough. It's true today. We're forgetful. We forget Him really quickly. So, not only was Joshua commanded to follow Him, we are commanded to follow Him. Listen to what Christ prayed for you. Pray for you. John 17, one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible. Because Christ was in prayer and we recorded it, it's recorded. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for praying that for me. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. This is the truth. The word sanctify means to set apart, to make them different. So Joshua's role was to teach the children of Israel not to be like the idolatrous people of Cain. God's word still sets people apart today if we live out its truth. But not only are we to live in his promises to remain strong and courageous, we are too live in his presence God tells Joshua as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will never leave you or forsake you wow you think man that's great listen to this one that was verse 5 verse 9 be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go we've already talked about how encouraging that had to be that's an amazing promise you'll never be alone I'm with you, I'll protect you I'll watch out for you I've got your back and your front Amen. My grandpa used to sing this song Oh, well, let me read the next verse Let me get to the New Testament It's the same promise Jesus gave us Matthew twenty-eight twenty. If you don't have this memorized My goodness, why don't you memorize this? Listen I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you till the end of the world. What a promise. My grandfather used to sing this song. I didn't get to sing a worship team, so I'm going to sing it to you now. He sang this No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised. Never to leave me Never to leave me alone Oh my goodness You know what that author did? I thought that guy was pretty sharp for writing that He just took Matthew 28 and put it to music That's all he did But I could hear my grandpa singing that song And if he were here today And we were all singing We could all sing that song together And you'd hear him over the top of everybody Because he believed that with all his heart God promised never to leave you alone Never alone Be strong and courageous. Why? Because you're so strong because you've been lifting weights? No, because he's with you. He's promised it. A cloud guided the Israelites during each day. If it moved, they moved. A column of fire guided them at night. It was visible proof that God was leading them and was present with them. Jesus promised the gift of his Holy Spirit to be within each of his followers. You cannot get any closer to God than God being in you. It's how we're born again. It's the living proof we are indeed God's children and fellow heirs with Jesus. They had a cloud, they had a pillar, they had manna. They had, I have the Holy Spirit indwelling me, and so do you if you've placed faith in Christ. Yeah. Listen to what Peter said at Pentecost. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the apostles, Brother, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord, our God, will call. Because of the Holy Spirit, This morning Because of that possession that you have Because of the Indwelling work there We like Joshua can stand and say I feel strong And courageous Be strong and courageous How do I do that? Obedience Follow after the word of God Don't go to the right or the left Uh, Don't put all my faith in a man Put my faith in the Christ But, But listen, Joshua I took Moses off the scene so that you'd have to depend on me only. Depend on me. Be obedient. Follow after me. And I will be with you and you'll be strong and courageous. Father, we thank you this morning for the Holy Spirit in our lives. I thank you for the example of Joshua and him following after your heart and being obedient. Oh, would you make us more obedient? You want to sanctify us and that doesn't happen If we're not being obedient So let us be more obedient to your word Let us get in your word And uh, may we speak the truth to one another May it be May the truth of scripture be coming out of our mouths And not just Stuck in our heart Let's get it out to one another And so we just thank you Thank you for uh, being so Concerned about us here at Valley Bible Church That you show up week after week after week bless us now. Let us be strong and courageous because we understand who is with us. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed.